What's up, DigiDestin? This is your host, Andrew, and on today's episode of Security Check, we chat with Jordan to learn about his passion for Digimon and TCGs. Let's get into the digital world. Welcome to the podcast, Jordan. Hey, hey. It's, it's, I'm glad that we're finally doing this. Are you, though? I, I really am. Like, I've had fun editing these. And like, I'm glad it's finally happening. Let Let's just get jump into it. Uh, just give us a, a introduction about yourself. Uh, well, my name is, uh, as you said, Jordan. Uh, uh, my gamer tag or online handle is uh, usually Haggy. Um, but uh, yeah, I just guess I'm a bit of a uh, cardboard slut. I like any card game. That has fun interaction. Uh, I guess it, you know, grew up on Yu-Gi-Oh, dabbled in a little magic. Uh, was it uh, Duel Masters? Not not Kajudo, like the OG Duel Masters. Uh, and then just usually, if a new card game comes out, I try to jump on it in the beginning just to see how it goes. Uh, I don't stick with many of them, unfortunately, but. Uh, yeah, no, Digimon has my heart, so really excited to be doing this and to be playing the game. All right, so you kind of dabbled on your history. So you st- did you get was Yu-Gi-Oh your start with TCGs? Yes. So you know, I was a wee lad um, when uh, Legend of the Blue Eyes White Dragon came out. I remember watching the remember watching the anime and playing the cards i know there for a while you know everybody played uh was it Dola's kingdom there were no rules there were no rules we just played uh you know quickly learned the rules uh there was a little card shop close to home uh ed's cards there and uh i remember going there a few saturdays and absolutely getting dog stomped because i was you know (laughs) very young had no idea what i was doing building a deck i just showed up with my cards and you know, I thought uh, Red Eyes Black Dragon would uh, carry me to victory no matter what. And uh, that was not the case. I was about to say, was you a uh, Blue Eyes or Dark Magician? And then you hit me with the one that I kind of expected you to go with, Red Eyes. Yeah, edgy, I guess. That's, I mean, that describes our playstyle usually. <laughs> then you said dabbled a bit in magic. Uh, I know when we met, we were kind of starting into Yu-Gi-Oh! Uh, and that's where we really got our start together playing TCGs. Yeah, what was that, like 2000, was that 2010, 2011? Uh, 2009-ish? 9-ish. I knew we started before the XZ's cards came out, and I know the XZ's cards came out in like 2011. I just wasn't sure how early we were on that. Yeah, I'd say, well... It was after high school, so 2011 sounds about right, yeah. Yep. And then you kind of already had a baseline for Magic. What what drew you into Magic whenever you started playing it? Honestly, I guess it was uh, my brother. Uh, he's older, and he played Magic for a while. Like, I remember him and his friends would go to pretty big tournaments uh, and play. Um, but I just, I guess it was, I don't know what year. I don't even remember how old I was. I know it was like 
the first Mirrodin block. It was like Mirrodin, Fifth Dawn, and Dark Steel. I remember just playing with him a little bit. He had the Affinity deck and a White Weenie deck, and you know he showed me how to play, taught me how to play, and eventually ended up giving me that Affinity deck. And I actually still have it in one of these card boxes here somewhere. Uh, blue brood star affinity for artifact um, and then you know played a little bit with it um i never really went to any friday night magics i never tried to play magic competitively uh when we learned how to draft i did a couple drafts with you know you guys but magic's that game it's like i know how to play and it's fun but it's a i just it it never holds me for a long time. Like I jump in for a set, jump in for a block that I think looks cool, play for a few months, and then I'm back to Yu-Gi-Oh! Or here, you know, now it's Digimon. Which... And then, so after Magic, you can just kind of, we've kind of bounced around a lot. I think, well, I haven't really played much, but you still stay in a couple of the scenes every now and then. You always just send pictures of random cards that you buy. That well, was, we hit the Pokemon uh, scene there for like, a while. Sun and Moon? Like, yep. GX era? Sun and Moon. Yeah. Yeah, we did that. Um, I know you, you were able to go to a regional I couldn't make, and then I think I made the next one that you couldn't go to, uh, which, of course, you know, unlike the other two, members you have interviewed so far uh i do not have as illustrious of a history i'm not uh i have no regional tops never been to worlds uh in any card game really uh you know i just i like to play like to have fun i play a lot of gimmicks or meme decks or you know every now and then i get meta but for the most part i'm i'm here to have a good time Exactly. Like, meta's cool and all, but I want to know how to work around it. <laughs> right. Like, even in uh, Yu-Gi-Oh, I think, what, my first deck I built. I don't even remember what the big format was. Uh, it was before Wind Up Fire Fist. Can't remember what the big deck was when we first jumped in. Uh, I know we jumped in right before a big meta change, because, you know, Xyz came out. That was the new thing. I remember... My, the first deck I ordered was uh, Frog Monarchs or Lancer Frogs, whatever you want to call it. You know, and, uh, Frogs and Black Wings are the two that I like. Yep. Those are Jordan decks. Yep. And, you know, <laughs> Black Wings were, they won worlds. But, you know, by the time I jumped in, I was like, oh, I like this archetype. You know, they like Dark Strike Fighter was banned. I think that was the broken card that made Black Wings broke. You know, I was just. I was there to drop Armor Master and try to stick it on the board as long as possible. Really get them, what were they, the, the Feather Tokens, Armor Tokens. But, like, that that was my strategy. A lot of my Yu-Gi-Oh decks were drop one boss monster, if that's what you want to call it, and protect it. Like, protect, protect the castle. Like, I played uh, Noble Knights, you know, you're playing, play the Big XE's monster, get four or five equips on him, and then you just want to keep him alive. And then you play Craniumon. And then I then I play Craniumon. I play Black, uh, Protect the Fortress, you know, blockers, just... You always got them shields up, man. Right? I guess uh, 
So what about your history of Digimon? So Digimon for me, um, the area that I grew up, we grew up in, you know, um, kind of outside of the city, if that's what you want to call it. Uh, cable didn't go that far. So like as a kid, I didn't have, what was it? Was it a, it's a channel three, local channel three that had, um, I can't remember what it was, Kids WB that aired Yu-Gi-Oh! and Pokemon and that stuff. I had Fox, so I grew up watching Fox Box. So I had Digimon, uh, Ultimate Muscle, uh, Fighting Food Ons. It's Fighting Food Ons, and uh, Chase always watched Cubics. Cubics, uh, yep. Uh, so, like, Digimon, that was my Saturday morning cartoon. Loved Digimon. Like, I knew what Pokemon was. I had the cards. Like, I was buying the cards during base set, I remember as a kid, like, getting a pack at Walmart or at Ed's. Um, Yu-Gi-Oh! was... When Yu-Gi-Oh! came out... I have a distinct memory of Pokemon at your grandma's house whenever I would hang out with Nick. Uh, there was, like, a pit in front of their house next to the driveway... And there was a Chansey in the bottom of that pit that had been completely destroyed. And that yep. is a core cool memory that was just unlocked. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, like, you know, because you, uh, you knew my cousin Nick before you knew me. Like, uh, and I, you know, me and him, we always had the Pokemon cards and the Yu Gi Oh! Uh, like, my, my other grandmother that lived in town, uh, you know, she had cable. So, like, I'd watch Pokemon when I was there on the weekends. But like I said, I always had the game. I always had the cards. Had friends that knew what Pokemon was. Um, I had the VHS tapes. So even though I couldn't watch it on Saturdays, I had the VHS tapes that I just watch over and over again. Same thing for Digimon. I remember putting in and recording Digimon episodes um, and just watching them all the time. But um, also got into the first several Digimon card games that were overcomplicated and nobody ever really knew how to play. Um, I remember having a bunch of those cards. Uh, I feel like they just said, okay, here's you some cards. Uh, they've got pictures of Digimon on them and attacks. Figure it out. Make up your own game. It was very, it was very weird. Like I, to this day, couldn't tell you how to play that game. Um, I just like I said I had the cards and then there was the, Second wave of cards, and I know they changed, like, it had the same kind of mechanics, but I remember they changed the card backs and changed, like, the style of the card. And then when Frontiers came out and the D-Scanner toy, there was a card game for it that you'd put, like, serial codes in on the D-Scanner from the cards out of the packs. I, it was it was weird. It had a bunch of those cards, too. I don't even think that one had, like, a playable game around it. I think they were just collectibles stuff for that little v pet toy and then speaking of v pets you had every single one of them right as a kid i had a couple yeah i had a handful i had like the like, og like bandai ones before like digimon like i guess i guess digimon was our first one but i remember i had a t-rex one i had all kinds of them and i had the digimon one um and then of course i had all the digivice toys that weren't I mean, they weren't V pets, but they were you know, digital toys. I had the, I had the D scanner. Um, I had the D arc, and I had another one. It wasn't season one. Maybe I had one of the. It wasn't the, it wasn't the Digivice from season two. It was the big gray thing that held the armors. Oh yeah, like the the little pad thing. Yeah. 
The first one that I remember getting was the Vmon one. And then I specifically remember the Tamers one. Yeah. Because I love swapping the cord. Right. Like, where's that at? I need card swaps again. But, I mean, that was that was it. You know, like, I just, the area I live, the access I had, like, TV-wise, like, watching the cartoons was, I grew up on Digimon, because that was what I could wake up on Saturday and watch. Um, you know, and then eventually cable changed, and satellite, and I had both. So, I, you know, I watched both, and then there for a while, I think, Disney bought the right, didn't buy the, bought the rights or ended up, I know there for a while, Disney was airing uh, Digimon. I remember they aired Frontier reruns and then Disney owned the streaming rights when uh, Savers came to the US and I've still not watched all of Savers. Um, yeah, I haven't, I'm, I couldn't even tell you what Digimon's in Savers. Uh, <laughs> so, but, with all, with all this Digimon that you've watched, uh, which one's your favorite? Uh, which I know is a tough question. Like, I can name a few that I believe. I would have to say Tamers. Um, that is like, like, you know, of course, I remember season one. That was like, oh, my God, this is the greatest thing ever when I was watching it. But, uh, like, and even, like, now, like, like my favorite kind of, like, uh, stories and stuff I like reading is, like, the Lovecraftian horror and uh, doing, like, research now. Like, okay, so who wrote the story for Tamers? It was actually a, I can't remember his name. I could probably Google it, but he wrote Lovecraftian horror. Like, that was what he wrote, and that's why, at the end of Tamers, it was so kinda, like, dark. And then, like, the D-Reaper was, like, this just amalgamation of, like, different things. Um, but, I don't know. Tamers is that one that stuck with me. I liked the card-scanning mechanic. Um, when they went to the digital world in that one, it felt different. It wasn't like, you know, like you had season one and season two, and they were just one big, long story, but... And Tamers came out and it just kind of like changed it. It was different. It was new. Uh, I liked the way the story went. Uh, I gotta say, uh, it's, this is just cause watch the dub. Um, did not watch the sub. Watch the dub. I was a kid. I was watching on TV. It was in English. Uh, I remember Gilmon annoyed me. Like I hated like the baby Gilmon voice kind of thing. Um, yeah. You know, like I guess for a long time, Terry Ramon was like my favorite in that show. Uh, the carefree attitude, always liked Rapid Mon. Uh, and then, then the abomination of Mega Gargumon happened. So I was like, oh, that's not an abomination. That is greatness. Ah, uh, that's something, man. <laughs> I'll let you have that one. <laughs> I remember the first time just seeing him take that. Uh, watching Gargamon take the ammunition belt and slinging it over his shoulder was the greatest Digivolution I've ever seen. Right, right. And I liked the the the, the 
Digimodify is what they called it when they'd scan the like, option cards. I remember Gilmon getting the wings. Uh, yeah. Terriermon had a couple goofy things. So who's your who's your favorite specific Digimon? Like one singular. That is my that, partner. That is the worst question you could ask me because there are just so many. But uh, there are three that I can name off instantly. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. There's a bunch. Uh, I'd have to say like Tentamon, like uh, or what's going to be one? Yeah, insect Digimon in general, but uh, Tentamon's my my. My OG, um, you know, here after playing Survive and stuff, like I've really got a fondness for Konamon. Um, in general, I like the Quagamon, like Evolution line, better than the Kabuterimons. But as far as like a rookie little dude, I would have following me around all the time. I would, I would, I would want, uh, I'd want Tentamon. I always loved his uh, his characteristics in the show. It was that uh, voice of reason there. Uh, is he in line? So back to the TCGs. Uh, we've played a lot of card games together. Uh, we have. What What's your typical play style that you lean towards? I, we kind of already touched on that with protect the king. Yeah. yeah um, like I'm. I'm a sucker for like a cheesy gimmick. Like if the deck only does one thing and can only do that one thing, maybe 40% of the time, I'm probably playing it. Like, I, like, I don't want to say like combo. Cause some card, like, especially Yu-Gi-Oh man, combo decks in Yu-Gi-Oh. I couldn't. Uh, yeah, there's, there's, there's comboing in Yu-Gi-Oh. And then there's like flying an airplane. And quite frankly, I could probably learn to fly an airplane before I could learn, like, some of these high-end combo decks in Yu-Gi-Oh! Um, but, yeah, I mean, like, just right now in Digimon, uh, what I've got, you know, I've got Sukuyamon, I like its little gimmick wombo combo with the uh, plug-ins. Um, you know, and then there's, uh, as you said earlier, I play, played Craniumon in the beginning. That was my big protect the castle, get Craniumon on board, protect my blockers, just ha-ha, you can't touch me. Oh, you were the king. Right. And then, uh, you know, I've got Rosinmon built. I like that little Digi, like, Digiburst has got to be, like, one of my favorite mechanics uh, so far in the Digimon TCG. Um, I don't know why. I just, I like the idea of, like, having, like, your Digivolution cards not just there for, like, inheritables or for climbing up, but, like, they're they're Expendable. Yeah, like they're they're materials, they're a resource. It's like, you know, I'm not just digivolving to get to my level six or to draw. It's like, okay, my end game is this level six that has to digiburst three. So I need to make sure that when I build this stack, I have enough materials to digiburst. Um, like I I have Rosinmon. I have uh, in the VT9 meta. I you know. I like my bug boys. I'm playing Koagamon. Uh, it's a Digiburst deck. Uh, that's probably my favorite mechanic. And right now, that's probably my favorite style in the Digimon card game. Uh, that and like just the just gimmicks in general, like Sukuyamon with the plugins. I like that little combo, that loop you get going. Mamimon, uh, just the 
the I am a play this, reveal the top whatever of my deck. If I hit a mommy mon, I hit a mommy mon. If I don't hit a mommy mon, it's a bad time. Which is really bad because you have a bad issue with whiffing. Oh yeah, no, I whiff a lot. Like, uh, what were you playing when when we went and played Sun and Moon a lot? I don't even remember what you were playing at that time. Uh, when we went to regionals, I was playing Vika Bulu. Yes. Because I always gravitate in Pokemon to those decks that let me uh, like drop extra energies or play an extra energy. Like, uh, I know when I first started getting back into Pokemon, I was uh, playing at a card shop in London, and they did Expanded. So I built, uh, I built an Eels deck that already rotated out and they're just hey take energy from your discard pile and attach it to a pokemon so it's just an extra energy every turn per electric you had on the bench and then in sun and moon i built the same thing but it was metal you had magnazone and the same effect as electros or was it like like see i don't even remember now i just know everybody just it was eels um but I played Turbo Metal. I played Magnazone with uh, Duskmane Necrozma. And then, but it, you know, Vikabulu was my go-to. And it's the same thing. You had Vikavolt let you just drop extra energy. Uh, you build up Tapu Bulu and go for the KOs. Um, did terrible every regional I went to. Yeah, we just go for the vendors so we can spend money. We don't... Right, <laughs> right. Uh, the, uh, the camaraderie of uh, traveling. Uh, yeah, X2 drop. X2 drop, same thing and same thing in Yu-Gi-Oh. I mean, but yeah, no, I've learned in Digimon. I uh, I whiff a lot, if a lot. It's okay. Like, it happens. Like, uh, store store championship. I went to play in Grandis. There was one game that I lost because I just could not get the uh, Digiburst Grand Kawagamon that I needed. I think in one turn, um, I popped two memory boosts. Um, which means I played two memory boosts, which means that was, what, eight cards revealed? Didn't see yep. it. Popped them both for the extra uh, memory. Digivolved multiple times. I think I drew probably f- six or seven cards that turn. Never saw it. Never saw it. So wow. pass got OTK'd. I mean, that's just how it goes. Your security. <laughs> uh, two. Two were in my security, and the other two were just, I guess, at the bottom of my deck. I uh, know I was holding uh, three Grandis. Um, I had the full stack in my raising area. I had everything I needed. Just couldn't do it. Could not find that last piece. Same thing with Mommy Mon. Like, there's probably half the deck is Mommy Mon names, and I can still reveal three and not hit a thing. You hit all options. All right. So, uh, with all the decks that you've named off, the color that you lean towards, it, of course, is black and green. Yeah, so, when the game first came out, it was black. Like, black was the only deck I wanted to play. Uh, I had Cranium on, had Androm on. I was like, yes. Yeah, yes. They, dropped, they dropped the first one, and we were both like, man, we can't even play until these other cards come out. Right? Yeah, like, I had to, <laughs> I had to wait a little bit, but, uh... Yeah, no, it was like black. It's like I liked like at the time black had all the you know every color had a blocker, but black had the most blockers. Um, and reboot like black had reboot, and I was like, okay, I'm in on this. I get blockers, so I can block on 
you know, I can attack on my turn. They reboot, restand on your turn, and then I can block on your turn. I was like, this is it. This is this is the playstyle I want. Um, and then they completely swerved. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know, like, sorry, Black didn't have uh, didn't have Greymon or uh, Garurumon, so uh, it stopped getting support. It seemed like, and then it was green, uh, just because it had it had my favorite Digimon in it. it had the Kabuterimons. Uh, yeah, green didn't do a whole lot there for a while um, when. Uh, Digiburst mechanic came out. Green was pretty heavy on the Digiburst. We had uh, Grandis Quagamon. Not Grandis. Grand Quagamon, the promo. Uh, we had the Palmon promo. We had the, the Argomons, uh, Digisorption. You know, so like it was, we could ramp really fast, get into our stuff, then it was pitch everything with Grand Quagamon, swing for three plus security. And then like here lately, uh, still play green. Uh, still play black, although I don't play the best black decks. Um, yellow, I've been playing a lot more yellow. Uh, Rosinmon, of course, is yellow. And Sukuyamon, yellow, uh, just because I like the combo. And then Rosamon's another Digiburst deck. Green and black would probably be my favorite. And yellow's, yellow's an up-and-comer. Uh, BT10 drops, I'm playing a lot more yellow. I get the rest of my Sukuyamon package. And then what, what colors are you staying away from still? Because... We we could say purple, but you know, you've kind of been dabbling into the purple. Purple is probably my least favorite to play, and probably closely followed by red. Um, purple's that weird. Like all the purple mechanics, self meal or discard or like, there's a lot of advantage to gain from that in purple. But it's just it's not the playstyle I like. Um, I did build Grand Drachmon and have been trying to make that work, and it's just a weird playstyle for me still. Um, I just, like I said, Grand Drachmon, I saw the, ooh, did you evolve from my graveyard? That's a fun little gimmick. Let's give it a try. Yeah, no, purple. Purple's probably my least favorite to play. Uh, I wouldn't say I'd stay away from it, but it's that color that, like, when they reveal a new purple card, I'm not like, ooh, I'm like, oh, purple. Keep scrolling. The yin to your yang there, Mr. Purple. Yeah, I mean, it's like <laughs> perfect. Uh, so we've kind of already touched on the decks that you're playing right now. Um, so with BT9 and then BT10 around the corner, uh, how do you feel about the direction of the game compared to like other TCGs? Like when we were playing Yu-Gi-Oh! and Pokemon, how do you feel like Digimon's trending with their uh, releases? healthy i guess uh, like I, I say that and then we're in the bt9 meta it's otk meta and i know everybody hates it and i'm not the biggest fan of it either because i want to play fun decks and uh and an otk format where every deck can kill you in one turn uh fun decks are not fun but i don't think we saw enough power creep yet to where old cards aren't relevant still uh like in Yu-Gi-Oh. like that's the worst thing for Yu-Gi-Oh is there's that, it's that constant power creep because it pushes sales in the next set. Like, Konami will kill the current hotness because they want the next set to sell. So they release another broken archetype or they'll hit something on the ban list, which I get it. If this deck's winning every regional, every, you know, seeing the same decks top, you, know, you want to rain those down for a, I'm going to air quote here, healthy format. Um, I guess, I don't know, I feel like Digimon's meta shifts every set, and 
like you can still play the old decks like there's still like like security security control's been around for ever um and it still plays a lot of like old cards you got magna angemon uh yeah that's probably the the one that specifically i know from the first set that's still insanely priced but i don't know like i, I think we're still it's still a healthy card game there's like nothing has happened yet to where it's they're like you don't look at these old sets I'm like ooh, i need that because this card's in it i need that because this card's in it i know we're all excited for bt11 like that's pretty much uh, yeah so like I, I love all the digimon like video games um you know there's a couple of them i still have yet to play but like any like the artwork that's like a the nod or just straight up just a scene from one of the video games i'm just a sucker for that and bt11 has a, a lot of that because bt11 is heavily heavily uh digimon world re-digitized taiga yeah. i definitely love all the artwork that's that's coming and all the cards it's just like nostalgia trip the entire box every pack that you open is going to be a nostalgia trip right um which you know, we didn't get redigitized in America, um, unfortunately. Uh, but uh, I've read a little bit of the manga. I have uh, played the English patch of the game, so I'm I'm excited. Just for all the throwbacks, all the artwork in that set. Uh, definitely going to be building uh, Galgamon, uh, which is blue. That's a color I don't play a whole lot of, but uh, I Galmon as a character, so I'm going to build his deck, whether it's good or not. And uh, see what happens. Everybody's hopping it up a lot from what I've seen. Or at least they were whenever the cards dropped. So I, I feel yeah. like that BT11 is going to bring us a, a really diverse meta with all these cards that they're dropping. Yeah, like there's definitely going to be a lot of decks to play. Um, a lot of decks, whether they're good decks or not. There's, and that's another thing. Like even if, if, if all those decks are good, going to be a complete meta shift i mean i shouldn't say meta shift but like you're gonna have all those new decks everybody's gonna be playing the new decks and you don't you get support for older decks still but it's like when they release it's like okay in this set red's gonna do this so it's like okay so i gotta play this version of red i don't know i guess like in Yu-Gi-Oh, it's like they release a set and I was like, oh there's support for this archetype we haven't seen in four or five sets let's you know go back and play this uh so I think the only thing I'm seeing right now with uh, Digimon is just the when our new red card comes out, it's like, okay, I can play that in this red deck, but it's better if I play the red deck that's this set's themed around. Yeah. Uh, so whenever we get to finally start this podcast, hopefully, hope our first episode will be talking about BT10 because it's coming really soon. I saw I got another push, or got a pushback to the 14th i know it got delayed so i'm not 100 percent sure on the actual release date of it mostly because here lately all the stuff i've been looking at is uh bt11 it's like i forgot 10 was a set um not in part just because the set's not good because the set is amazing actually um it's just this gross stuff um don't know don't know how much i'm going to enjoy this format uh i get sakuyamon uh miko mode i get new plugins and a whole new random online to go in my sakuyamon deck so i'm excited to finally have that complete i think out of the cross decks might if i can get my hands on the cards try to build blue flare 
Uh, which is a blue deck again. Um, weird how that keeps happening. I think blue is that one that like we all want to dabble in, but nobody knows where to jump in at. Yeah, because it's, it's like there for a long time. Like when I was trying to build blue, it was like blue hybrid, and it was like that was the deck that everybody hated playing, but I think it was good. And I was like, yeah, frontiers. I was like, I'll, you know. I'll play this hybrid deck, and then it's like, oh, this hybrid deck is cancer. So, like, I sat on yeah. it forever, which I wasn't going to. At that time, I wasn't attending locals or going to championships or anything like that. So, it's like, I had the deck. I just never played it. Like, even right now, I have uh, the Gabu Bond blue hybrid deck built, um, which is a decent deck. I just, I don't play it. I don't. Now, why I keep building blue decks that I don't play, but I keep building blue decks that I don't play, and looks like Blue Flare is going to be that next blue deck I build and don't play. Probably. You, you're just going to set to Kaba, throw the suitcase on the table, and open it up, and there's a Digimon deck for every color, every playstyle. Probably, like, and that that comes down to like uh, the affordability of the game, like. Yeah, there's money cards, and here lately your money cards are more so your older cards because it's harder for people to get a hold of those older sets already. Um, and then there's always that chase card. Every card game has that chase card, like Death X. It's like it's like nobody's buying BT9 for the SRs; they're buying it for the secrets. Um, Speaking of, I'm I'm gonna say this now that EX1 boxes are being slept on. Uh, I don't know. Like, I don't think there's enough in EX1. Like, there's those few good cards. Um, I guess it really comes down to how good uh, Machine Drummond does in EX3, which we also get before BT11. So BT11 is just that much further away. There's an EX3 coming out. Like. I need my BT11. I need that now. Oh, yeah, no, dude. EX3, that's the dragon set, so... Uh, oh, I think I've seen a couple of those decks. I need to look more into these decks. Like, I'm I'm just drooling over Tyrannomon that I forget that there's other cards. Right, right. Um, yeah, yeah, no, we get... EX3, EX3 is going to bring a lot of stuff, too. I I personally think. Um, and that's just because I'm sitting here excited for the Machine Drummond support. Uh Definitely have to set. Actually, I'm just going to get you guys all in podcast, and we'll talk about it. Like <laughs> that's how I'm going to keep up with everything is everybody talking about it and doing a little bit of research. All we'll beat Bob along. I see. Make us do all the all the hard work for you. Yeah, that's how I just keep you guys in line, and then threaten you with Tyrannomon every time we play. And so, uh, with, with the podcast, what kind of uh, content? Do you think you'll bring to the table for the podcast? Uh, oh, Lord. Probably random useless knowledge. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, I'm just finding these, like, fun gimmick decks, I guess. Uh, I don't know if, like, a lot of the decks I look at or try to build, I don't even know if I'd call them rogue decks. Um, like, right now I have literally sitting on the desk beside me is just a pile of blue cards because for some reason in my head I want to do a... Uh, 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 King Waymon Metal Piranamon deck. Like, don't even know what that's going to do, but it's like, hmm, Metal Piranimon. This looks like a fun card to play. Let's try it. Just a Digimon nerd. Um, yeah, you're the, I mean, 
you're the one who got this all started, actually. You sent me a message and was like, hey, this new Digimon card game's coming out. Let's try it. It's like, for the longest, like, cause like and, and Ben, I guess, I don't know, like, part of me's bitter on the whole One Piece card game because it's getting a global release. Um, but, like, when Digimon came out, Bandai had no intentions on releasing it in the West. Um, like, I remember at that time, I was actually dabbling in Card Fight Vanguard um, because it had similar mechanics. I guess I'll, I guess when I say similar mechanics, it's, uh, it's like the shields and uh, how you play the cards on top of each other. You rank them up. Uh, like, I started dabbling in that because I was like, well, this will be the next card game I try to learn. Um, they did it. They announced Digimon for over here. And at that point, I jumped straight on the hype train. I was like, this, this, we got to play this. Yeah, we lost we lost focus a little bit, but we're back on it. And uh, you know, and that was just no fault of our own, unfortunately. Nope. Uh, global pandemics and whatnot. Yeah, global pandemics, being adults, in yeah. in jobs that don't care about global pandemics. <laughs> right. But yeah, and then like we're you know, heroes. Our... we are the heroes. Oh. I don't know about that. That's just what they said, so they didn't have to give us more money. That's true. A different approach on things, I guess, is what I would bring. Uh, random knowledge is like, oh, hey, this, you know, Digimon debuted here. Or, oh, hey, this is the one from that game. Or, I remember this scene. Or, just dumb stuff. Um, you've, you've kept up with all the sets, too, for the most part. So, you've got at least a baseline knowledge of each set probably more so than any of us because when when we couldn't play when we weren't playing i i was out like yeah i, I wasn't able to keep up with it it's, it's the same thing like i do i do the same thing like even now like i still like look up Yu-Gi-Oh stuff like i'm not playing Yu-Gi-Oh. i'm not buying Yu-Gi-Oh product but it's like ooh, this regional happened let's see what people are playing uh oh what came out in this because like even like on the card games, I'm not playing. Like if a new set drops, I'm probably going to buy a handful of packs of that yeah, new those, set. Those guys, those guys working um, on your deep right now are opening the glove box and then just cardboard everywhere. Yeah, probably. Like, uh, like a new Yu-Gi-Oh set comes out, guaranteed to buy at least five packs. New Pokemon set comes out, guaranteed to buy at least five packs. To me, it's like it's like buying a lottery ticket. It's like, hmm, I'll buy this handful of packs. See if I get the chase card. And oh, sometimes it pays off. <laughs> sometimes yeah. it pays off. Like uh, Ghosts of the Past. The, the last Ghost Rare set. Bought one Ghost of the Past box. Ripped the Ghost Rare Blue Eyes. So I was like, okay. Um, and, and, and is that still sitting on your desk? It is still sitting here, yes. <laughs> yes, yes, it is still still sitting here. Still contemplating on what I'm going to do with it. Uh yeah, like and just card games in general, man. Like, got got Keyforge uh, coming back out. Super excited for it. Got all the new Digimon sets. You know, because like, yeah, we 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 live in America, so like we get to see what sets come out before we get them. Which Yu-Gi-Oh has the same thing. Um, so it's like we, we as much as we try to plan, we are planning three sets ahead. Like technically. We are planned three sets ahead in Digimon. So it's like right now, it's like I 
there's nothing left I I need. There's all kinds of wants. Um, but there's nothing left right now I need in the current Digimon set. So here lately, I've been buying My Hero Academia. Couldn't tell you how to play this card game. Could not tell you how to play this card game. But I have a deck sitting here. I have a pile of bulk. Because that's that's what I've been buying instead of Digimon in this down downtime between sets. Because okay. thankfully, uh, thanks to... Uh, you guys, I was able to complete my BT9 decks relatively quickly. Um, I have Grandis and uh, Alphamon built. Um, yeah, I'm glad we I'm glad we got Mikey on board, and then now Tiny's on board. Like expanding the group makes it more like Mikey's the one who's always like, "Let's go, guys! Let's go! Let's do this! Let's do this!" Yes. <laughs> He is definitely a motivator, a hype man, pusher, whatever you want to call him. Um, and then Tani, I mean, he's the newest one in here, and he is just absorbing the knowledge. Like, like he, I guess the way he thinks about things, like especially in 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 deck building, he's like, yeah, like his time with Magic has definitely served him well. Right. I don't know. Um probably the least successful out of the out of the group on uh playing um but um i'm the i'm the i'm here to have a good time you know yep. win or lose win or lose i'm having fun with it we're just slinging cardboard man right uh, shiny cardboard crack yep sling cardboard not drugs kids i don't know one of those is cheaper than the other one and unfortunately i'm starting to think it's not shiny cardboard Depends on the day of the week. <laughs> Depends on what's getting bought out currently. Yeah. Thanks to the market. Yo has the same problem, man. Like, where can the viewers get a hold of you? Do you, do you Twitter at all? Um, do I have a Twitter? Yes. Do I Twitter? Not really. Um, unfortunately, I don't do a whole lot like i'm trying i have to force myself to social media for the most part i was a late adopter to facebook and it's just like eh, i kind of have this facebook um you find me on facebook do i have anything catered around like my online persona not really um you know there's just me uh, you want to see dumb memes yeah there's my facebook um I have an Instagram. I have a Twitter. Uh, if things keep going the way they are, um, may look into getting on board with one of those a little more. So uh, look for me on probably Instagram. Well, thank you for the interview. Yeah. I'm super hot for our next or our first official episode. Thank you for listening to the Security Check Digimon TCG podcast. We hope you've enjoyed the show, and if you did, please consider following on your preferred podcast app. Stay digital.